We are back from vacation with episode number 38. And before I get started and introduce our guest, I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by Laura Lee Smith. She's a real estate agent with Better Homes and Garden Real Estate here in Bryan College Station, Texas, and the surrounding area. She's our personal real estate agent helping us purchase our first home. And we came to her with a simple question. Hey, Laura Lee, in the future, do you think it would be possible if we purchased a home and owned our own property? The next day, I'm not joking, the next day we had a lender that fit our personalities. We were approved. We had a list of homes in the area that we wanted. It was nice and neat and exactly what we asked for. She makes it completely pain-free. She even talks to the bank for you and sorts through all of that lawyer talk and brings you the exact numbers, if not lower, than what you'll be actually bringing to the table. So I can't speak highly enough about Laura Lee using her ourselves. I would not endorse it if I didn't think so and didn't believe this. So please give her a call if you've ever had the dream of owning your own home or commercial property or land anywhere in this area. Her number is 979-218-2315. Again, that's 979-218-2315. Hit her up on Instagram, Facebook, any of those things. Just go check her out and get that dream started. Okay, now that we got the sponsor there taken care of, which we are so thankful for, this episode, number 38, is with Rebecca Fernkamp. And I hope I didn't mess your last name up, Rebecca. I really do. It's, It's spelled, it's the German name and spelled and my reading skills combined together don't really work that great. But Rebecca owns Peace at Hand, Massage here in uh, College Station, in South College Station, right there at Tower Point. And she just has a, a really cool story about how she got into it, knowing that she wanted to be a bi- in the business at 15. And then she has some health things and has just uh, overcome a lot without even realizing that she's overcome it. So I really enjoyed the conversation, and I hope you do too with Rebecca Fernkamp. <laughs> It's recording. That's that easy. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rebecca, I guess go ahead and we'll just kick the podcast off with some a cool story that you had on the Sawed Off podcast with the, like, what was it, the mobility seminar or whatever, mm-hmm. about how you got into massage and all that good stuff, and I'll just let you take that story. Okay, awesome. So I got into massage therapy um, around, well, I knew I wanted to be a massage therapist um, in 1998. Uh, my mother was involved in a pretty serious car accident. She was at a, at a stoplight and a vehicle, um, I don't know if they weren't paying attention or whatever, but they were going 35 miles an hour and hit her car, rear-ended her. They didn't even try and brake, so her car actually stopped and absorbed most of the impact and it forced her into the back side of the car that was in front of her. Um, the force and the being jostled around um, inside the vehicle caused a torn rotator cuff. Uh, she has psoriatic arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, um, and both of those conditions were accelerated due to the impact um, of the crash itself. So now her joints and uh, like specifically her ankles, um, her hands and her wrists have been fused um, really, really earlier onset than they would have been um, minus the car accident. And so watching her and living with her while she was going through the different forms of therapy that were offered and available in that time frame, um, 
I call I, I noticed that really what helped her more than just the physical therapy and, and pain relieving um, supplements that they were giving her collagen shots so on and so forth um, was just having someone rub her um, for lack of better terms um, so rubbing her shoulders and uh, massaging the things like aspartame and um, oh, icy hot into her hands and arms and shoulder really helped dissipate the, the pain and discomfort, help chase away the migraines that she had developed and so on and so forth. And so um, I was a freshman in high school at that time and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I want to be a massage therapist. And so um, the seed was planted and um, graduated from high school. I, I had in my mind over time between freshman year to senior year that not only did I want to be a massage therapist, I want to be a spa owner. <laughs> and I had no idea what that looked like or what it meant. So, but I knew I needed to go to college and I was like, all right, I'm going to get my business management degree and I'm going to own a spa and then I'm going to be a massage therapist. <laughs> um, but along the way, I had my daughter and I was in school and I missed her first steps because I was in class. And so oh, she wow. was in daycare and I was like, I boohooed, cried, and I was just decided I will go back to school um, when she goes to, to school. And uh, in the interim, my dad suggested, why don't you flip it? Why don't you go to massage therapy school first, become a massage therapist, and then, you know, when your daughter is in school as well, then you can kind of keep the same hours. Um, Side note, I never have finished my degree just yet, <laughs> but I am a massage therapist for 14 years now, and I'm a spa owner for, it'll be five years next month. So that's how all this got started. It's crazy that you knew that from freshman in high school. I know. <laughs> and you just haven't deviated from that path at all. Like there's nothing else that has come up in your head like oh maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll try that it's just been straight freshman in high school seeing your grandmother and then going straight into it yeah that's that's such a I think that's unique like for somebody to know from high school on that that's what they want to be is usually it's like I want to be a star like a singer or I want to do this or I want to go way up high in the business world and uh you know work in one of the upper levels of a tower in New York or whatever. You know, they have big, you have big dreams. You know, for me, it was like, I want to be a professional rollerblader, action sports star. You know, that was it. That's all I want to be. And then quickly realized like, okay, I don't know that I have what it takes to be a professional rollerblader on that level, you know, and then it crashed. And so that went away anyway. But, um, but it's just cool to see that you decided as a freshman high school yeah it was you know I look back and not much else in my life has gone to plan <laughs> <laughs> that I was like saying oh you know this goal that goal uh, but definitely massage therapy as it's never left and um, it's actually opened so many doors provided so many opportunities I've met so many amazing people um, all because of a choice I made at, how old are you when you were a freshman? 15? Yeah, so it's bonkers, yeah. but that's... And how old are you I now? I have 36. <laughs> 36. <laughs> and how long have you owned the Peace at Hand? So I started Peace at Hand, uh, it'll be five years ago in April. Okay. 
So um, I, that another thing with that is I didn't anticipate being where we are today with a staff of 14 people. Do you have 14 um, people I there? 14 people. I would have never guessed because when, uh, so when I first went over there, it was in the back of that hair salon. So chic, yes, yeah. back of the hair salon. And what, you have two people? I, Beside uh, yourself, so three total? I had two full-time therapists besides myself, and then I had one part-time therapist. So now you have 14. And now I have, well, my that includes everyone in my yeah. staff. So I have nine um, therapists, and five of them that are full-time. The other four are part-time. And then um, I have uh, an esthetician, and then I have uh, front desk staff, too. So it's unreal. In five years. In, in five years. That's awesome. So, and in reality, um, it's really, a, we've only gained, let's see, 10 additional people from last year. So from when we made the move from Chateau Chic to our current location, we've yeah. gained 10 additional. And I'm still hiring. So You're I'm, still hiring people. It's, it's unreal. I, I honestly didn't think that we would be where we are until, like, years and years from now when both of my children have, you know, graduated from college and not been needing me so much and so but that just wasn't God's plan for us. <laughs> so we're we've been in the thick of it for almost five years now. So it's pretty amazing. And how old's your daughter? My daughter is sixteen now. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know, I know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> that is. I have a 16-year-old, one, but two, to see how far she and I have come together on this journey. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, what did your parents say? Like, did you tell them about wanting to be a massage therapist, like, right away? Um, I'm trying to remember that time frame. Um, I know that they had listened to me talk about it. Um, and, you know, in 1998, massage, massage, first of all, you know, rabbit trail here has come such a long way. It's it's not as taboo as it once was when I first started out on this journey. And that now that you say that, my parents actually were concerned. They were like, "Can you like support your family? Can you support yourself? <laughs> you know, to massage therapists really make enough money? Because you know, I know what I spend on your shoes for you. <laughs> you know, so." Um, <laughs> It's a real deal. So, you know, 1998, it was more of a um, luxury. It's what rich housewives did while their husbands were making money. and um, Or it was something that people would wait for someone to give them a gift certificate and feel, to feel special and go pamper themselves. Yeah. And um, my one of my ambitions and, and goals uh, for the rest of my career is to impress upon people that massage is not a luxury. It is not something that you should wait and hope that someone gives you a gift certificate for. Um, massage is so much more than that. Um, it's great for preventative maintenance for so many things. Hypertension um, is a huge one. Stress is, is so, it's a big deal. It's a cancer causer. It's a spirit deteriorator um, and we all have it you know on in all different levels and forms and our society is so fast-paced and hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up that we don't know how to sit still anymore and how to be quiet and how to listen to our bodies and so when there is an injury um, as minor 
as it is um, from a car accident getting your rotator cuff torn or you know I played I hear this all the time I played football in high school not I played football <laughs> in college I played football in high school yeah and the knees are you know suffering now destroyed as, yeah they're destroyed um, I have men who have blown discs from a football injury that they got when they were 18 years old um, and so the most common thing uh, with Western medicine um, is instead of fixing a problem we cover up a problem with anti-inflammatories or ibuprofen and uh, things that are a little stronger than that um, it, it's a shot it's a surgery it's um, an injection it's a, now they make these uh, little machines that you actually put in your body uh, for pain management um, Really? Yeah, it's they call them a pain pump. For just any random like pain? Um, not a random pain. Something more along the lines of I had disc vertebrae fused, or I had uh, back surgery. Man, that seems like really dangerous. It it is, and especially in today's uh, society, having the drug problem that we have, and it being addiction to prescription meds. Um, that it is a huge issue, but it's something that goes on all the time because, you know, the physician didn't get the back surgery right the first time. So now we have to go in a second time and a third time. And, you know, there's only so many, uh, times you can go under the knife for your neck or for your back. And so, um, now we have these pain pumps that are very similar to diabetic pumps that provide their insulin for people who have type one diabetes. Um, it's the same concept of a pain pump, and um, they give you, you know, whatever kind of medication the physician has prescribed to you uh, through your pump. Wow, that's a thing. That's that's scary <laughs> on, on all sorts of levels because I mean, you get so addicted to these these pain pills. I mean, I see people get addicted to them all the time. It's just basically shutting off your brain, telling you like there's nothing wrong there. You know, that's all it's doing is tricking your body, saying, oh, that doesn't exist. You know, there's nothing there that needs to be taken care of or, you know, whatever. Right. So and it so that's a, it. Yeah. So you it, just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep taking Like, I need to, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. And uh, I know when I broke my foot, I took the only I, I took one pill. That was it. Out of my, all my pain pills, I took one. Because I thought I was like all cool, and then the anesthesia woke off, and the kids were sleeping in my bed, and I was on the couch, and I was like, "I no big deal, right?" You know, it's it. I woke up and felt like my leg was on fire. Like I was like, "What is this?" But they're in my room, and my pills are actually in my bathroom, up in my little cabinet, and I was like, "Oh, I can't get to them without making a bunch of noise because I've got this big boot on and crutches, and they're sleeping, and they've got school, and this is about like." 2.30 in the morning and so I just sat there and sucked it up and like tried to sleep the best I could and then finally when I got them to school I took my only pain pill went back to bed and after that I was fine I was like oh this ain't this isn't anything yeah. you know I, I kind of like being able to feel when something's wrong like it may hurt a little bit or a little bit of discomfort but then I need to know what fixes that or you know I need to rest it. Am I going to have to like mentally push through this to, I don't want to pop a pill to make that go away, but I can see where, (laughs) I can see where a lot of people want to though, because it hurts. Like it's not like it doesn't hurt. It hurts like, Oh, that's there. You know, that's a real thing. So, um, having a 
being able to have such easy access to put something on your belt to just like have it pump into you that's a scary scary thing it, indeed, you know indeed and, and it happens all the time and it's happening more and more um frequently it's literally like heroin going straight to your body like as soon as you run down from your high like there it is another high got it it's very yes it's very scary um to know that that's kind of the direction we're heading um and so i like the importance of massage is just so huge um because it is like i said great for preventative maintenance um just having someone um massage you whether it's light pressure or firm pressure or deep tissue you know you're stimulating your lymphatic system uh, which often is not circulating like it should because a lot of people spend their time sitting at a desk or in their vehicle and they're not getting enough getting up enough and walking around and stimulating everything um to flow as necessary so and the circulation is compromised and so you start to have swelling in the feet and stiffness um, it starts to be uncomfortable when you go to stand up go to sit down um, people start to think that there's something wrong with their shoulder or with their neck and instead of going hey like maybe I should just go get a massage they immediately want to see their doctor and their doctor immediately says well here take these and um, or they'll say hey you know maybe you need to see a physical therapist well, nobody wants to go to physical therapy because it's often uncomfortable. <laughs> Very much so. Experience. Very much so. And so what I see all the time is people will say, you know, I started with this crick in my neck. Um, or I started, I couldn't move my shoulder all the way. And I went to the doctor. He gave me this and told me to see a physical therapist. And so I did the physical therapy and I take my medicine that I don't like to take and I still don't feel any better, so I figured I'd give this a shot. <laughs> and then after the massage is over, they immediately stand up, they start turning their head back and forth, or they start raising their arm up and down, and they're like, hey, that doesn't hurt anymore. Or, hey, this is the highest I've been able to raise my arm, or the furthest I've been able to turn my head for blah, blah months. And um, thanks, that really helped me. And then they typically come back um, until they don't have any pain or discomfort or limited range of motion. And then they come back again, you know, once they start to feel those symptoms again. And at the end, they're always like, maybe I should have tried this first. I wasted so much money on my doctor and my physical therapy and all these, you know, prescriptions. And I'm like, please tell your friends. <laughs> because <laughs> I've done more for you in an hour than months of you getting medical care for something that you really didn't need prescriptions for. So I'm not going to knock physical therapy because a lot of times because of our limited um, daily activity, like Monday through Friday, um, you are going to have muscle atrophy. And um, especially if you're not doing something, you know, you and I both are involved in things like CrossFit and so but not everybody is like you and I and they are not active they are not moving their bodies you know let's get out of bed go to work come home pick up the kids go back to bed you know they're not doing that outside um, movement like our body craves and so we do have muscle atrophy we do have muscle imbalances um, muscle groups will take up over other muscle groups jobs and so it's just a further weakening kind of thing 
um, and that just sets the stage for the perfect storm for tears and um, muscle groups doing things that they're not supposed to so they'll be overdeveloped and it'll cause cricks and aches and pains and it's not just old age a lot of people are like you know uh, growing old is, is difficult it's not for the weak and, <laughs> and there's truth to that too but you, you can definitely do a lot of things to help yourself uh, along the way not if you keep it maintained you know <laughs> that's right. I, I fall into that category I made yeah. the mistakes I like to tell like I'm the typical like dude that's like, nah, I can push through this. I got this. Don't worry about it. And then, next thing you know, like I'm, I'm really uncomfortable and having to put up with it, and it's annoying. And I'm like, now I'm doing damage for later on down the line. Like, I don't want it to be irreversible or that sore. You know, you like to be preventative versus reaction. You know, which is that's what people do when they go to the doctor. It's, oh yeah. It's a rea- The doctors are reacting to something that's bad already and then I think something like the massage or whatever is more of a preventative stuff so what how do you how did you learn how to like the the way the muscles all work to get them relieved and the way they run like there's got to be a special way to go through everything if somebody tells you their hips hurting um that stuff kind of fascinates me because like whenever I'm doing like massaging cam or whatever trying to do stuff it's it's like I can feel the muscle grains running a certain direction and then I try to follow that and then you hit a little bumpy spot in there and and you're like oh I wonder how where is that knot and how does it release and how can I get it to release so now you're thinking like a massage therapist (laughs) (laughs) so kudos Uh, people pay a lot of money to learn how to think like that so maybe you should look into it I was born this way maybe you're a natural therapist um, so, but basically, yeah, I mean, you go to school and they give you this crash course in all things, skeletal system, uh, central nervous system, um, the all things, how the nerves work and how everything interacts and blends together and origination points and insertion points. And um, sometimes during school, personally, I was like, oh my gosh is this really for me? Because I thought that I just was going to rub some oil on people that smelled good and they were just going to relax and it was going to be so easy. Rub the little um, thing in the bowl where it goes... Yeah, yeah. Just the, like, just, oh, I'm relaxed. Time, oh, look at that. You know? <laughs> but no, it's the real deal. So you definitely get an overwhelming introduction into the body and how it functions, why it functions, and how you keep it functioning. And so... um really hands-on experience is the best way. Um, I can name and list all these crazy names of um, organs in your body and and muscle groups in your body, Um, but ultimately the the best way to do it is just like you said, you have your hands on the body, you start to recognize what is, um, how healthy muscle tissue feels versus dehydrated muscles. That's when you start to feel like they're almost like little granules, like little yeah, pebbles. Yeah, like little pebbles in there. Yeah. yeah, so that's actually called crepitus, and that's your clue to that muscle or that fiber is dehydrated. And normally when people hear the word dehydration, they're like, oh, but I drink all the water. I all drink water all day long. How could I possibly be dehydrated? It's not necessarily meaning you're not getting enough fluid. It means that that muscle has got something hindering circulation 
or at least the amount of circulation it needs um, to get all the time. And so it's dehydrated from lack of proper circulation. And that's, you know, I touched on the lymphatic system a little bit um, and circulation in general, which that's one of the, if you Google massage benefits, those are the number two things that you see. Number one is increased circulation. Number two is increase in lymphatic stimulation. And those are huge. How's that work for somebody who's diabetic then? The circulation part, does that, that would that help them? I mean, I'm just speaking Absolutely. from a thing of ignorance here. Absolutely, but. because people with diabetes, you know, one of the main things that they have to really guard forever uh, is their feet. Um, yes, my grandma almost lost both her ankles, or both her feet, like yeah. from her ankle swelling up and the lack of circulation and all that, yeah. Yeah, so massage plays a huge role um, in keeping the circulation uh, as it should be, the lymphatic system as it should be, so that everything is receiving what it needs to. And for diabetics, you know, insulin, that's huge. You got to make sure the insulin is working its way through the body as it should, so that everything is getting as much of what it needs to maintain healthy sugar levels as possible. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're a diabetic and you're not receiving massage, you really need to incorporate that. At least once every four to six weeks. I don't know that regimen. anybody ever says. Does anybody ever say that to diabetics? I'm. I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, is that something? Because I've I've seen them wear the compression shock socks, but like my grandma was never told to go get massages that I ever heard. Probably not, because like I said, you know, massage has overcome a lot of obstacles as far as can being considered taboo and and thinking that you know it's something sensual or sexual or something that um, is a waste of money or something that is not for me. You know, not everyone is comfortable with touch. Um, not everyone is comfortable with undressing. Um, a lot of women in particular um, are like, well, I'm too fat. I don't want someone to Oh, I guess, see yeah, I guess that could be a big problem. It's a huge problem. Like a self-esteem thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. How do you make somebody who's, how do you get somebody who's, um, I guess, in that state when they come into you like they're taking a big they're being very vulnerable Absolutely. to come in there like how do you make them feel comfortable um i normally i'm i'm a massage therapist I like to touch people normally <laughs> i'll grab their hand i'll touch yeah. their shoulder and i'll say i don't even see your body parts anymore and i look this is truth i'm not just this isn't just you know uh word service I don't see skin anymore. I don't see fat. I don't see a butt. I don't see um, a thigh. I just see your muscle. And I'm there to undo what you have done to yourself over time. I'm not paying attention to what your pedicure does or doesn't look like. I'm not paying attention to whether you're wearing granny panties or not. I'm paying attention to what your body is telling me. And I always um, emphasize that um, my one of my biggest things is for there to be um, modesty. So people hear full body massage and they hear get undressed. And I think they envision um, being completely uncovered and someone, you know, doing voodoo things to them. And that is not what it is. So no. I always say... I'm here to help you and make you feel better, and I'm not looking at your toes, and I'm not looking at your panties, I'm not looking at your weight. Um, 
I uncover one body part at a time, address it, cover it back up, move on to the next body part, address it, move on. Cover but even it back that, like, up. so I know, let's say for obviously women, especially, like anything around the waist, upper back, the sides, up towards the ribs, like all that area right there, if it's a little bigger, even their arms, that that area right there is going to be very sensitive for uh, someone who is really self-conscious about their weight for somebody to touch it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a real sensitive zone like, oh no, like somebody's, they're, they're seeing my faults. Like they're right. feeling it. Like it's becoming a reality right. in this moment between me and this other person. Like what's she going to think? You know, they're worried about that sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it'd be, it's the same sort of thing with like, coaching somebody in fitness and trying to help them lose weight is like that's what they're there for they're there for the people who are overweight and the people who don't have it figured out yet and that it's a hard mental obstacle for them to overcome and the way they grew up and all the different challenges that they faced was just super tough so to get somebody to let down their guard and to be accepting of like okay i need this this is going to help me to like figuring out how to talk to them and communicate to them and to get your message across and make them feel comfortable to come back is a difficult thing I imagine to to do because it's difficult for them just to walk right in the door and you know do that pain is the greatest motivator (laughs) in my my line of work and I can tell you that even like close friends in my friend groups um, it took me probably two years to have this woman that I that I know um, come in and actually let me work on her. And it was she had torn her rotator cuff, and one of the very first things she said to me was, "Becca, don't judge me. I'm just in so much pain, and you said you could make me feel better, and so that's why I'm here. But just don't look at me." And you know, I just kind of laughed and said, "Oh my gosh, just get on the table and let me." fix you and um within about three minutes maybe even less than that as soon as I found like her her cause of the pain and I was able to apply pressure to apply the relief the relief took away every insecurity it took away every doubt um and she immediately was like okay and then I just continue to talk to get to know the person. How long has this been going on? Is this okay? Is this not okay? Do you want more pressure? Do you want less pressure? Um, and slowly but surely, not only do they feel comfortable and their walls start to come down, but over time, you develop a relationship and, and they trust you because they know that you know where to go. That's what everyone says. How do you know where to go? Well, your body tells me, you know, and they begin to trust and you develop a relationship and it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, I've got clients who have been with me um, since I moved back to College Station in 2010 and, you know, they've, they've asked me to be at their baby christenings and I've been invited to weddings and you really just become a part of a family. It's like all these little extended families. Um, but that is definitely not how it starts out. There is definitely, um, well, you're there, like the therapy part, like that's a therapist oh, yeah. that yeah. is like really what a therapist is. It's somebody who's listening and somebody who's trying to figure out that and making somebody feel comfortable in their vulnerability. Absolutely. You know, and fixing problems at the same time. 
And that's what happens all day long. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. And I'm so thankful that um, this is what I get to do every day. So, and provide a place so that people who are like-minded can do it every day as well. Yeah. And we can serve our community um, in a way that is fulfilling on a physical level, uh, health and wellness level, but also in a and we get to love on people in a way that they don't always get. You know, we get to yeah. to touch the people who are single and don't have a husband or wife at home to give them a hug, or um, you know, touch is just so powerful and the, everybody you know, gets it. To I don't know if you heard the podcast with Anna Wolf. I did not. Yeah, I did. She she's studied the. Uh, she has a book out. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the book now. Well, of course, it's going to leave my head. It's been a busy day. That's okay. I'm going <laughs> to Google it and I'm going uh, to listen to her it's, podcast. It's about the um, uh, sex legal sex workers in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And there's a large percentage of people that pay for the girlfriend experience. They call it the GF experience. And that is they don't even – they don't do anything past like going to a movie, having dinner, hugging, holding hands. They just want to feel companionship. It's for people who don't have it and – uh, never have and are too like maybe a little insecure to have it but they, they do well in business and they want that companionship but don't have it and so the, that is a I mean they're paying for it like they're they're paying for this service from them from these girls and they do it on a regular basis so they get that companionship I there's not nothing more that. yeah that is crazy yeah. I'm, I can't wait like you'll have to when this is over you'll have to oh, tell yeah. me what to look for oh, so I could listen and to it and it is awesome I could have done like seven hours with it. she's so smart but it's a really interesting eye-opening conversation like to to have and that was something that was interesting to me they have an actual name for it the gf experience all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um i guess i want to get into a little bit of the cbd oil because yeah. i'm fascinated by it and i know i spoke with you a little bit after that that thing about you know you have i guess epileptic seizures i do and the CBD oil, I've seen videos of kids having, like younger kids, teenage oh, yeah. kids having seizures, like violent seizures, and then they touch it to their foot, like roll a little roller on, just a little, and it's gone like that. Like it, you can see it, and not edited, boom. Yeah, no, and it, it's kind of incredible. Now, I've asked a few people, and they're like, well, it didn't do anything for me, and some people say it does. I guess it has to do with the body, but maybe you can speak a little bit on, I noticed you you gave some I think it's you that gave some to Kim um, sure. I think she got some from you anyway she got some and she was use, we were using it and I was rubbing it into some of her muscles and whatnot and um, I had it all over my hands and so I just rubbed a little bit on my thing right here like that best night of sleep I've ever had in my life yeah and I, and I woke up refreshed I was like whoa Mm-hmm. Mate, was it that? It or was. is it placebo? <laughs> uh, and I guess you can speak more to it in your situation and how you yeah, use it. So I can I can talk all day long about so many things, and CBD is definitely one of them. Um, I'll start off with, you know, my personal epilepsy journey. Um, I've been an epileptic since I was born. Um, interesting enough, I was born three months premature, so I had a lot of um, wow. other, like, more pressing issues when I first came into the world. And so my epilepsy was kind of overlooked. Um, and so I would have what they called febrile seizures uh, anytime my fever, you know, hit a certain uh, temperature. 
And over time, you know, as everything else dissipated medical for me, uh, the seizures remained. And it was always when I was really, really tired or if I had been running a fever. And because of my premature birth, my immune system was not as strong. And so any little thing, I, I swear I had pneumonia like the first seven years of my life. Um, so I'm so, so serious. Battle tested. So serious. And so um, I was in, the, in and out of the hospital quite a bit. And um, the doctors had told my uh, mom to watch me um, because if my seizures were going to go away, it would be around the ages of seven and eight. And if they went away, that they could potentially come back and to watch me during like prepubescence puberty area. Um, and so, that, I mean, dead on. They, I think my last seizure, I was seven. And then from seven to 13, um, I was seizure free. Uh, kind of forgot about him. Everybody just assumed, okay, yeah, the doctor. That's around. a long time. It's I mean, a that's huge, huge window. You're looking of, six years of just like nothing, so you get used to that's your norm after yeah, six years. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't to, to add to that. I didn't get sick at all. Period. Like no more pneumonia, no more bronchitis. Wow. No more ear infections. Like it was just like my body got right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then when I was uh, fourteen. Um, I had my first uh, grandma seizure, which I had never had a grandma seizure before. What's a grandma seizure? So grandma seizure is when you're talking mid-sentence, and then all of a sudden you just, your eyes roll back in your head, you hit the floor. And it's uh, that violent one that you see where your body's mm -hmm. just uncontrollably like... Yeah. Okay. So I had my first one at 14. Um, went to the doctors, they tried to find, figure, decide why I just randomly had a seizure. No one could find anything. So a few days later, my dad schedules me an EEG. They hook me up to all these wires and they're like, well, we don't see anything here. And so my, you know, it was kind of a fluke thing. Uh, fast forward another year and I'm knee deep in, you know, sophomore high school, um, finals and tests and studying and um, I became a night owl and I wasn't getting the sleep I was supposed to be getting and I was studying and cramming and bam another grandma seizure. And was this around other people like in class or was it alone? Or? So the first time I was at a friend's house and um, the second time I was at the movies. Oh. So that was super embarrassing. Um, do you can you do you know what's going on or is it kind of like a blackout? It's a complete blackout. So you don't you don't even remember. It's like being unconscious. It's like being unconscious. Now both times I told the people that I was with the first time I was like I feel funny I feel like the ground is moving and then bam. I so you get it. dizzy beforehand. That I, they call it an aura. So that's mine. I have that a lot, but I don't I don't ever get a seizure, but I I get a lot of auras with, with my like whoa hold on a second. I need a moment. It's oh, dizzy again. Okay, I'm going to check into that. <laughs> um, I, you might need something. Yeah. But can you rub the CBD oil on my temples? You can. Man. <laughs> you can. It would actually be selling oral now. So you may want to give that a whirl too. Uh, but so yeah. Uh, and then I didn't have another seed. We went through the whole EEG process again. The doctors. We saw eight different neurologists in San Antonio, Texas. And so they would put me on medication and they would say, okay, if you're seizure free for a year, 
we'll take you so off the medication. So they're just guessing at the medication. It's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, bipolar or something. They're just giving you something to see if it works or if you have a reaction. Like, hold on, Actually, watch them, watch them. The funny part, let me tell you. I don't know how funny this is or not. But so the neurologist asked my parents what medication I took when I was little and having a few bra seizures. And at the time, it was called Depakane. And so they just put me back on Depakane when I was 14. <laughs> so I started taking that. And for a year, from you know 14 to 15, I was seizure-free. So they weaned me off. And just a few months later, I had another one. So they would put me back on just for precaution. And uh, so I stayed on it for another year. Well, then they took me back off. And then... Um, I, you know, had another seizure at 18, um, because, you know, now I'm in college, and, you know, doing college things, and uh, not sleeping. Yep, dehydrated, inflammation's high. Yeah, so I had, um, I didn't have full-on seizures, but I would have these moments where I would feel like I kind of lost time a little bit, or if I was, like, doing an exam or taking a pretty big test, when I'd write, my arm would shoot across my paper like uncontrollably and so I would have like a giant line of pen mark or pencil mark across my test where my eyes would roll back in my head a little bit and I kind of lost my place in my arms whoa yeah so you do you remember throwing your hand across yes you do so you're like just in that conscious zone where you're like boom uncontrolled oh that's weird so you're like those are called atypical seizures so I started having those a lot and, but I didn't really talk to my parents about it because I just thought, meh, that was weird. And I would just keep keep going. <laughs> yeah. So then I had my daughter at 19 and um, she was two weeks old and I was trying to breastfeed and all of that. And so once again, sleep deprivation. Oh yeah, me and mom. Um, mm-hmm. And this time uh, was different. I, I remember being asleep going I was in the transition of falling asleep and being asleep and I remember feeling my legs and my arms at the same time shoot out and I remember having the thought I think I'm having a seizure so somewhere in between that conscious thought I picked up my child she's two weeks old this precious little tiny thing and my mom heard me so she came out to check on me and I was supporting myself up against the wall with one arm and kind of like sliding and when I saw I have no memory of this but my mom said I was holding my baby and I said mom I think I'm having a seizure you need to take the baby and as soon as she took her from me I hit the floor and I had a grandma seizure for two minutes my stepdad two minutes two minutes I don't like that. Sounds like a small period of time to people when you say two minutes, but two minutes of watching somebody do that would be an eternity. Yeah, my mom. She bless her. She's a saint. She um, it it was it's hard. So my stepdad scooped me up, put me in the car. We drove to the hospital. I had three more seizures. Um, I had never experienced memory loss from the previous seizures, but this time, and I don't remember this either, this is all like my mom telling me, the doctor was trying to see where I was, you know, cognitively, and he was like, um, do you have, you know, your mom told me you had a baby, and I looked at her, and I was like, mom, I have a baby, <laughs> and she was like, yes, Rebecca, and he was like, so do you know your baby's name, and I was like, yes, her name is Kara, 
and he was like, um, where did you graduate high school? And I looked at her and I said, Mom, I graduated high school? <laughs> and she was like, yes, Rebecca. <laughs> and after about an hour, I had complete cognitive ability. I had no memory loss. I had no memory of even having that conversation with the physician. Um, so from that point forward, he said she needs to always be on some form of medication. So they put me back, so funny, back on the Depocaine. Um, and so I lived just taking the Depocaine, not knowing why I randomly had seizures. Um, fast forward to 2007, I get married and we know we want to add to our family. And I knew that the medication I was on was not good for a pregnancy. Yeah, because I mean, it's... It's cocaine. It's got cocaine in it with the ain't at the end. Like, that's what they use. I mean, that's part of it. All the it's medication for that. I just learned something from you right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, like Novocaine, all, all that stuff. That's what it comes from. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that nuts? Okay, well, yeah. I've been taking the majority of my life. Yeah, so, I mean. It, Off and yeah. on. That's I mean. nuts. <laughs> all right. Well, we knew we wanted to have a happy, healthy baby. And so, I went to a neurologist in Corpus Christi. And I told him, you know, hey, I just need to change my seizure medication to something that's good for me in a pregnancy. And he was like, well, do you have epilepsy? And I'm like, no, nobody knows what's wrong with me. I've seen a lot of neurologists. And so he spent two and a half hours just going through my earliest memory to, you know, current. And he said, you have myoclonic epilepsy and you need to always be on seizure medication and not this kind. And uh, he said, this is a hereditary form of epilepsy. You have always had it. Um, you need to watch your children to see if they start showing signs of it. And this is what we're going to put you on from now on. And it was just the biggest sense of relief because all these years, nobody could tell me why I had seizures every few years, you know. You had just accepted that it's the way it is. And now somebody's saying, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, like, it was it was a huge uh, moment. And so... Ever since then, I, I take my Western medication. Um, it's I have not had a seizure since. Um, so that's been very liberating uh, for my family and for myself as well. I can drive, no issues. Um, I haven't had a seizure since 2003. So it's like, woohoo. Yeah. Um, but so, and I have perfectly healthy little boys. It was great during my pregnancy. Uh, but one of the downfalls of the medication is short-term memory loss. Um, really? And I do suffer from, from that. Um, and I, I'm kind of spacey as a natural human anyway. So you factor in my normal human spaciness and forgetfulness, and you bring in the short-term memory loss aspect oh. of the side effects from my meds. And you have one very patient but frustrated family. <laughs> <laughs> I can I relate to what you're saying right now so much because it frustrates Kim because I am I am like I promise I have ADD that's not been diagnosed like oh, legit probably. ADD where I mean I just look like oh I'll forget things if I'm not focused on something sometimes I don't hear it I don't it doesn't go in my brain and she'll be like I just did that and I'm like. I don't remember it. Like I really don't remember that. I, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes me feel terrible. Yeah. But I'm because I'm just like I have to try to force myself to stay in that lane. Well, like create habits that get yourself through this. But now you're taking the medication that would make it even worse for me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh! It like adds to my list of mom fails that I have in my head. 
you know, because my kids will be like, Mommy, I just told you that. Or, Mommy, remember? And I'm like, well, crap, no, I don't. But I'm, I believe you, I think. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they can use it against yes, me. Yes, they can. You know? Yes, they can. They're, the smart ones will be like, oh, we're going to get it. We'll feel her out on this one and see. Yeah, she, does yeah. she remember? Got her. <laughs> I forget that I ground. When they're in trouble, I forget that they're grounded. And then, you know, my husband will pop in, you know, when I've said that they could do something. He's like, I thought we could, I thought they couldn't do that. I thought they were grounded. I'm like, crap, you're right. They are. You know, it's just, oh. it's just part of it. So, uh, I'm not very many people know this, but I think it was uh, two years ago, maybe even three years ago, the state of Texas quietly made medical use of marijuana legal for epileptics only. Really? Are you talking edible, smoking? Um, oil and I believe wax. Is this uh, CBD or does it have the THC in it? Now, the medically prescribed has the THC in it. So you can go to a pharmacy and get this, or how do you how do you obtain the TH the one with THC? You have to have a medical prescription mm-hmm. from your physician. Um, that is about as far as I know because I have not seen my neurologist this year to ask what the next step is. I didn't know that they did that. They absolutely. So congratulations do. to Texas, then. I know it's about time. It I mean, I'm not. I've never done drugs in my life, and people trip out when I say like, I am all for it because I think it it's a naturally easily grown weed. It's a weed. It literally. You don't even really have to care for it, and it will grow in the soil and it has so many beneficial medication properties to it mm-hmm. that we just turn a blind eye to yet alcohol has no benefit whatsoever and it, you can go anywhere and get it oh, a gas yeah. station if oh, you want yeah. Big so money maker. yeah so i mean that's awesome that's some cool news now i'm learning some crazy stuff that's go. that's really that's really cool i'd yeah. like to know more about that like how they how it's prescribed and stuff because that's a good deal well as i find out i will definitely let you guys hopefully they let people with like parkinson's and um uh, alzheimer's patients and every because that's been proven to slow it down dramatically i'm sure i'm sure that that is coming i'm sure i mean it just is bound to be but um, in the meantime we have the cbd that is thc free and um i stumbled upon that um because it was been coming in probably for the last year and a half, our massage catalogs for, you know, trying products. And so one of my massage therapists that works with me, she had ordered some. It's supposed to be just this amazing out of sight pain reliever. And I just due to my profession and um I who knows what caused it to be honest, but I have some some cervical issues in C one, two and four. And so that leads into, plus just imbalances from life, leads into me having like a tight um, pec minor, a tight infraspinatus, and a tight supraspinatus. Well, goodness, it could have happened from any one of your grandma seizures. falls, right? Wow, um, yeah. Sometimes I won't be able to hold a coffee cup. Like my shoulder will not only be in so much pain, but it'll, you know, cause weak weakness in my hands and my grip. And so um, I couldn't get in to see my chiropractor right away, and I had to work. 
Um, but it was just so excruciating. And my therapist was like, Becca, I bought some of these samples. Let's try it. And within, I'd say, 20 minutes of her applying the level 5 CBD sample from CBD Clinic, um, it's a combined with camphor and it's combined with menthol, so it's got that analgesic sensation uh, like Icy Hot or, um, oh gosh, what's the other one that comes in the... Bengay? Uh, no, not Bengay. It's a little tiny. Tiger Balm. Oh, Tiger Balm. Uh, that stuff's nice. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. I'm, not so, a, I'm not a big like crazy Icy Hot fan. I don't know if they're the same. They I'm not a Bengay and Icy Hot fan. I don't know. The Tiger Balm seemed to be nice. I don't know if it has a different scent. It is. It's a scent thing, I'm sure. Okay. If you like Tiger Balm, then it's definitely a scent issue because it's, it's the same property. Same thing, just in a jar. Yeah. Um, so it's mixed with that. And, you know, yes, the analgesic aspect of it felt nice and I had increased range of motion. But what caught my attention is I was able to finish out my work day and my shoulder did not have any pain. I didn't have much limited range of motion. I could hold my cup. I could hold my drink. I could grip the steering wheel um, all without pain. Now, later in the night, as it started to wear off, all the pain came back, but I was like, oh my gosh, I don't care how much that stuff costs. I'm <laughs> buying it. I'm using it in my house. I'm using it on myself, and I'm using it in all my clients because yeah. this is a game changer. And I immediately went on to their website, and I ordered sample upon sample upon sample. And I, you know, I have this amazing network of clients that are so willing um, to let me try things on them. And so I had to tell them, like, listen, this is CBD. It's a derivative of cannabidiol, but you are not going to pop positive if you take a drug test. Yeah, that's a big one you have to not say. It's going to make you high. Like, yeah. It's just going to take your pain away. Yeah. And people were so hesitant. They didn't want to touch it. They, they were like, no, no, no. And I was like, please, please trust me. But then some of them were like, let's do it. You know, they couldn't Rock and roll. This. Yeah. And every single person I used the product on purchased it. And that, when did I start doing that? Like six months ago, seven months ago? From six to seven months ago to now, I am placing one to two orders a week. Really? Of the CBD topical ointment. Um, and sample packets for people to try or to bring to their loved one. Um, Do they come by and just pick it up from you, not even getting mm -hmm. a massage? Just like, hey, order me this, and I'll come get it. Mm -hmm. oh, that's pretty cool. But it's because we've used it on them in a massage to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So they like that yeah. brand of CBD they and everything. Love it. Yeah. They love it. And we've actually just introduced a new vendor, and um, I'm really excited. I've been using their products for two days now. Um, and I'm just as thrilled. I'm just as excited about this stuff uh, because it is a higher milligramage uh -huh. um, and it's not quite as expensive and it's a higher quality. Oh, that's good. So, Those are all good things. I mean, the, <laughs> it's, isn't it wonderful? So I'm really excited about it. I love CBD. Um, what do you think? It, and, and what are the different benefits from doing the dropper with the liquid versus the the topical like, topical yeah so the topical is going to be absorbed through the skin um and it not just on a superficial 
you know, oh, icy hot kind of absorption. It's going to go a little further, and it's going to get into the joints, and it's going to get into the... Does that stay local where you rub it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it does. It does stay local. Um, I will say this. Got to make sure you wash your hands well because after you've rubbed it in and, and it no longer feels uh, real uh, silky, it feels more sticky, mm-hmm. it's still on your hand. And if you rub your nose, your eyes... It, your eyes are going to water, it's going to burn, it's going to sting. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's just really deep penetrating. It's great for inflammation. It reduces the inflammation. Um, and I don't know the science behind why the CBD pain relief lasts the way it does. Um, I can't give you all of that detailed information, but I can tell you that it absolutely does and it works. And um, it will make a believer out of anyone who uses it. Now, if you take the dropper, does that work over the whole body? Yes. Like it'll reduce inflammation everywhere. Like uh, whatever. Like you're having shoulder pain, you can still take the dropper, and it will go everywhere, reduce inflammation. It will do that. It will go everywhere to reduce the inflammation. It's going to get rid of free radicals. Um, it's going to help get rid of the metabolic waste that's in your body that your body naturally produces while you're working out, well, just any kind of movement. Um, it helps with stress. It helps with anxiety. It helps with PTSD. Um, it helps with sleep. I think that's one of the biggest things that I hear the most that people recognize immediately is the way that they sleep. And they say the same thing that you said. I don't know if it's a placebo I don't yeah. know what it is, but I slept amazing. Well, I didn't even think, for me, it, I this is where I think it wasn't placebo. Because I didn't realize and put two and two together till the morning. Like, wow, I feel like amazingly rested. Like, I slept probably better than I've ever slept. I wonder what I did. And I was like, well, I, I mean, like, there was that. Yeah. I mean, I had to go back through it. I wasn't thinking about it before I went to bed. I was like, maybe it'll relieve the like some of the tension I have in my traps or something. You know, I was like, I'll just put it on there, or whatever. Um, but I have trouble sleeping, and I always have, like from a young age. And then, ADHD thing. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's it. But I, I mean, I always, I always say this, and I probably said it at nauseum. I can function off of. I used to think I was perfectly fine with two hours of sleep a night. Nope, like, and I'll go all day. You want me to go a 24 hour day? We can go again. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. That's incredible. But I am like 75%, then drop down to 50% in here in my head, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize that after I'm getting more sleep now, and that's all Kim's doing. Like, you no, know, you're going to sleep. Like, before we started going out and, and got married, it was basically I was three hours, four hours of sleep tops up working. You know, maximize my time awake with the kids and you name it, you know, working out. And now I feel so much better, like just rested, like resting. And I feel like I'm trying to catch up. Like I'm, oh, 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 what's taking me so long? Like, oh, I need more. I need more now. Why do I need more? I'm such a baby, you know. But (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's what was so awesome about, like that feeling was amazing. I just feeling that refreshed yeah you your know? body's running on all the cylinders yeah i don't think i mean people are saying now it's starting to pick up ground where sleep's so important sleep so important sleep so you were having seizures sleep was part of the problem i mean like 
Sleep is amazing for muscle recovery. That's where you get the most testosterone when you're in REM sleep, you know, running through, generated, running through your body. There's so many benefits to this. Oh, yeah. Like to sleeping, but it's, oh, well, it's boring, you know? It is. Or you have other (laughs) things that you need to do or achieve or um, goals that you have to hit every day. And, but rest is definitely, um, it's vital. It's vital for brain, uh, especially young kids whose brains are still growing. Um, it's it's vital for for health. We have to have that downtime. We have to have um, time where we're not stimulated, and we can recuperate so that we can function and give our all the very next day. Yeah, give a hundred percent. Like give give something a hundred percent. Like all that you have. Yeah. You know, like. You want to be a massage therapist. Well, you give that 100%. You That's don't right. give it like 75 to 50% and then half the time your brain's over here. You know, It's like people, when they say they can multitask, and some people will disagree, but you can't really multitask. You just bounce back and forth between the different things quickly. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the same thing at the same exact time. Right. Like, you can't do that. We're just so, juggling. Yeah. So just give something 100% of your energy and focus – and then move to the next, and then move to the next, and then move to the next. You know, so it's just it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Like you and get you your can sleep. Do that now because you're sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> you're rested. Like oh, now I can do it. I don't feel such a space cadet. You know, cognitive Which, clarity, man. I'll still be there. I'll it's still be important. a space cadet. I'll still fly <laughs> way out in outer space. Like <laughs> you can look at me, squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, fun. Same, same. <laughs> I feel so terrible for the people who have to deal with me <laughs> on a oh. regular basis, <laughs> trying to life and nail down, like, Becca, has this been accomplished? You know, have you checked this off? One, two, three. But yeah, you're a business owner, too. I, I, by the grace of God, man. <laughs> so, no, I've got a great team of people around me who are supportive, who understand that I am how I am, I function the way I function, Um Really, I have people around me who have learned to read my mind, <laughs> and so I'm super fortunate, and that's kind of, we all work together to make the show run, and um, so it's just kind of one of those things, but I do try really hard. I do write things down, and I do, but then I forget where, where you wrote it, is, where, where, where it. you left your book. That's right. I know all those problems. <laughs> like, I've tried it. I've tried writing everything down. I've tried keeping a calendar, like... But guess what? And then I'll forget to write it down. Like, I'll, I need to write that down whenever I, like, I'll write it down in just a second. Oh, we get busy. And then I forget to write it down within, like, five minutes. Uh-huh, yeah. It doesn't take, then, oh, what was I supposed to do? I called my mom just the other day. I was like, I have something, I had something to ask you, but now I forgot. Yeah. And it was something I felt like was important. <laughs> I think well, I say that multiple times It's completely times gone. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this is, this has been an hour. Really yeah, an hour. it's oh been my an gosh. hour. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. We're gonna have to do this again. We are gonna do this yeah. again. Part two. Part two. Part two. All right. Well, thanks, Rebecca. You're welcome.